Welcome to LGB and the T. I'm your host, B-Ron. Um, and I want to thank you for listening to my first episode. Um, it's probably going to be a little bit all over the place. Uh, this is actually my first time uh, doing a podcast such as this. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, a little bit about myself. Again, my name is B-Ron. Uh, I am a man of trans experience, so I know, you know, I don't want to say that I know everything about the community, but I know enough to start a podcast such as this where we'll be touching on um, social uh, issues, concerns. Uh, It won't be a super serious podcast, but there are some times where we would have to be serious um, and things of that nature. But to get into the show, I want to give some accolades, some kudos, some claps um, to not a member of the community, but a supporter of the community, apparently, and that is Dwayne Wade. On Thanksgiving of 2019... Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade's wife, actually posted a photo of them. It was her, Dwayne Wade, their son Zion, and their baby girl. And the Internet blew up once this picture posted because Zion, their son, who is 11 or 12 years old, was seen with a long sleeve crop top shirt, and nails, and they looked like they were very well manicured nails, and you would typically, quote unquote, see them on a female's hand. A lot of people thought that it was Gabrielle Union's hand, but you can clearly see that her hand um, is is resting, (laughs) and Zion's hand is resting on his father's shoulders. The internet blew the fuck up. Why? Because they are questioning Dwayne Wade's parenting for allowing his child to wear, one, a crop, long-sleeve, halter-top type shirt, and two, because he's wearing fingernails. Now, they're questioning, basically, not only are they questioning his parenting, but they're also questioning, basically, Dwayne Wade's manhood, if you if if you say so, you know, because typically in the African-American community, people think that you can, quote-unquote, pray the gay away or beat the gay out of a child or they feel like... Uh, by by Dwayne Way allowing this type of behavior that is enabling or approving or accepting the behavior. So a lot of people were up in arms, was blasting um, Dwayne Wade all on the Internet. So Dwayne Wade uh, came back and basically shut all of the internet Internet haters down and was basically like, you know, hey, I get it. In the world that we live in, we're going to have haters. But I was led to lead my family. 
and we're going to proceed with, with love, pride, and a smile. Booyah. You know, exhibiting unconditional love and total acceptance for his child. His whole purpose, basically he's saying his whole purpose in life is to be there to guide his children in the way that they should go. And that's even loving and accepting them for who they are and and who they're supposed to be. They were seen at Pride with Zion to support um to support him since he recently has come out. Now, I don't know if Zion has thought about going through the change um as far as saying that he's transgender. So that's why I'm using male pronouns when I'm talking about him because it has not been confirmed. But Dwayne uh, did post up a photo of his baby girl, Gabrielle Union, and Zion, and said, my girls, with a heart emoji. Somebody tweeted, retweeted, uh, I guess captured the photo, tweeted the photo, and said, what do y'all think about this? I guess trying to be shady or whatever. So Gabrielle, I guess Gabrielle Union caught wind of it and retweeted it and tweeted at at the chick and said, "I see nothing but but love in this photo." Um, and basically we ain't with the shit. Peace and blessings. And and just straight up knocking out the haters. And even um, Dwayne Wade's older son has recently posted on Instagram with him sitting in a nice, it's a throne-like chair with Zion right next to him, standing up right next to him, and basically saying, we didn't ask for y'all's opinion, supporting his, his brother. You feel what I'm saying? And that's love. So kudos to Dwayne Wade to stop and break the cycle of trauma in the African American community when it's associated with the LGBT youth and kids. A lot of people don't know that uh, a reason why a lot of LGBT youth don't come out is for fear of being ostracized and judged, not necessarily by the world, but by their own damn family members. Hence me for one. When when I decided to officially transition from female to male, I was 30 years old. That means for 30 years of my life, peop, uh, my family and my friends and the people around me knew me as something else. And I was transitioning into the person that I wanted to be. With that being said, and my parents being heavy in the church, a Pentecostal holiness church at that, my mom is a missionary and my dad is a minister, I hid my feelings and my transition from them for over six years until someone that I deemed was family um, outed me, which we are no longer, we're no longer speaking. And, however, outing me released me from that prison 
of of not knowing how my parents would feel because after after I was outed and we actually saw each other face to face after about six or seven years, it was nothing but love. Um, they don't necessarily agree with my decision, but as they said, I'm their child and they'll, and they'll still love me regardless. Um, and at least I was 30 and was already financially established and well on my way within my career to where I didn't need their support financially. However, it took so long because I had to mentally and emotionally prepare for anything that that would have happened that could have strained the relationship that I had with my parents. It was already strained because I never went to go see them. I would speak to them on the phone, but they never came to visit me in Virginia, and I never went to visit them in Georgia. So it was already strained, but I had to mentally and emotionally prepare to grieve for my parents if they chose or decided that they didn't want to deal with me because of the life choice that I made for myself. And that is almost pretty much evident in every scenario when it comes to uh, an LGBT home and a family. When you're young and you're so dependent on your parents to make sure that they provide you with all of the essentials and what you need in your life in order to succeed. It can be frightening to hear side chatter because everybody has that uncle or everybody has that aunt who just brings that quote-unquote friend around and and they just, you know, sweep it under the rug, but they call, they're called derogatory names after they leave, you know, Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or whatever have you. So, or you hear your parents or your friends, you know, making derogatory statements or talking down on the community. So you're fearful about coming out because, of course, you know, they don't know unless you vocalize it and, and verbalize that you are a part of that community, but you're afraid of their reaction because of how you are because of your previous interactions with them regarding the community. Not to mention, you know, once once we get ostracized or kicked out of the house, then what does that entail? Because there's really no no standard or 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 federal laws that really, really protect the LGBT community. And when I say LGBT I mean Q plus IA, um, non-binary, gender non-conforming, all of that. Um, there's really no laws that that protect us from discrimination uh, with with jobs, and that's why a lot of um, LGBT youth and LGBT uh, individuals go into sex work uh, just to support themselves. And so we've created this social climate that is really not. It's really not accepting of LGBT people, and although we have allies, you know, it starts from the top, making sure that that we're federally and uh, locally protected by legislation and laws and regulations. So, you know, with with Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union behind Zion's back, 
and being that support system and saying, hey, I love you regardless. I love you for who you are. You are my child, and I will never turn my back on you just to have that support system. I'm hoping that it changed the way and the impact of other families that may be going through something uh, similar. I think one of the um, dumbest things that parents can do is uh, kicking your child out and prevalent in the church particularly in the African-American church, is praised when a parent says, you know, hey, I kicked my, my gay child out, and people are applauding. And there's a pastor that, that called them stupid. You stupid. When, when, you're, when your child needs you the most in this time in their life because they're trying to discover who they are, you just going to kick them out with no guidance know nothing when you're supposed to be there. See, a lot of people, they say that they love unconditionally, but as humans, we actually love with conditions. I'll love you, but you can't be gay. Oh, I love you, but you can't have no sex change. Oh, I love you, but you can't have premarital sex. Instead of just, I love you because you are my seed and I and you came from me. I love you because you're my child and I see the best in you. I can understand being fearful and concerned about what your child may or may not endure during this journey. However, as an adult and as their parents, it is your job and your duty to support them and be that backbone because if you turn your back on your own child and your own family because of their sexual orientation or their gender identity, who do you think that they're going to run to? They'll run to a complete stranger. And then and, and what happens next? Because the world will already turn their back on your child, and now you. So they literally have no one and nothing to run to. So I fully, I'm fully support Dwayne Wade and how they're going about this and the love and the support that they're actually providing uh, Zion. Um, I'm ecstatic that even his own brother came through to support and shut the Internet down. Additionally, I've uh, read that they also started um, basically a pride brand. Uh, They have T-shirts to support their son and, and all of that great stuff. So I'm hoping that their actions and the, and, and what they're doing in their household um, impacts the rest of society uh, particularly in the African-American community. Uh, so kudos to D. Wade and kudos to Gabrielle Union for empathizing and, and exuberating what a family that, a family that uh, embraces uh, diversity and inclusion and showing others that there's another way. 
and showing what unconditional love and what unconditional support is. So right now, we'll take a quick break, <coughs> excuse me, and we'll be right back. So we're back. Um, thanks again for tuning back in to LGB and the T. On to another topic, Billy D. Williams. Colt 45, smooth as Billy D. Williams, has not necessarily confirmed or come out as gender fluid, but that's what we're calling it. Billy D. Williams is 82 years old, and he has basically come out and said that he identifies as him, her, and uses himself, herself, interchangeably. Um meaning that he actually taps into his feminine side as well as his masculine side because he is a soft person and he embraces his uh, femininity, which is awesome. And I'm glad to see that someone as Billy D. Williams uh so comfortable in coming out as gender fluid or non-conforming at this point only because we we hear about the L and the G. We don't necessarily hear about the T, uh, the B, and we're slightly coming into the realm of seeing um, the T, particularly with celebrities. And what I mean is, is that, you know, on TV shows or, you know, any type of celebrity or social influencer we don't we don't always see gender fluid individuals you know we'll see androgynous um sometimes such as ruby rose i think she's androgynous but that is for you know her to say you know we have lesbians out there like raven simone lena wave um you know we have uh gay um, celebrities out there like Billy Porter. Um, we have transgender celebrities now like Janet Mock and Laverne Cox, but we don't necessarily hear too much about gender fluid or gender nonconforming celebrities. So I think it's a breath of fresh air to see someone so open, uh, particularly an African American male to say that, hey, I'm both masculine and feminine, and I tap into both sides. You know, I am a colorful character myself, so I don't really take, you know, himself, herself very seriously anyway, which I think will change uh, the path of, how people identify as uh, and make people, especially the general public, more comfortable with saying, and I'm and I'm going to use this, you know, loosely, cis, you know, cishet men to say, hey, you know, it's it's okay to be feminine. It's okay to tap into that side and be, you know, vulnerable and 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 tap into my femininity as well as my masculinity, and it doesn't take away from who I really am. Um, 
because I already know that a lot of women, a lot of women are probably, they got their panties all in a bunch because Billy D. Williams was the cat that all of the women back in the, you know, 70s and the 80s, he was the cat that all of the women wanted to, to date. He was just smooth, um, very handsome man. I mean, the, his voice was pitch perfect, and I believe that he was the epitome of what women, particularly black women, really wanted, especially on their, you know, on their arm. They would go crazy over Billy D. Williams. So I'm sure that a lot of the females that that were throwing their panties at him now have their panties all in a bunch now that he's saying, hey, you know, I identify as him, her now, and I've, you know, I've tapped into my, you know, feminine, uh, my feminine side, so it is what it is. I'm assuming that's why he's so smooth and he got, you know, he was able to get with the ladies the way that he did simply because he was able to um, effectively tap into that feminine side and and know how to move and how to shake when it when it comes to females. So I think that is pretty awesome. Kudos to uh, Billy D. Williams for being true to himself and herself and um, making a way and and showing um, a portrait and a picture of what gender fluid could possibly be and look like even when you're looking in the mirror however um you know it's it's a it's a wonderful day i'm glad that you know even at such the right age of 80 he can come out and say hey this is my authentic self and of course it's a lot different when you know, you're older in age and you've already had your career and you basically just sitting on your money and you don't have a care in the world about getting jobs or whatever, but everybody loves Billy D anyway. Um, but I think that it sets a tone and a president like, you know, it's okay to be yourself and and be, you know, authentically you, which is, is always um, a plus. But um, I just think that it, it'll be uh, it's wonderful to actually have a a black face um, to associate with gender fluid someone who who has a lot of respect um, in all communities um, who's done outstanding work with um, like Star Wars and things of that nature cult forty five commercials so I believe it's a a beautiful thing to actually um, have him be the face of gender fluency in nonconforming. But um, anything else that I want to talk about? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I want to take the time to say that um, Transgender Day of Remembrance has since passed, and as of today, I believe uh, 22 people of trans experience have died due to violence. 
and the transgender community is not a violent community, meaning that we don't go out seeking to get hurt or we don't go out seeking such treatment. It's the narrative that is being portrayed when we do go out. A lot of people have a sense that, oh, you were born a man, now you say that you're a woman. You're tricking me somehow, and that's simply not the case. A lot of uh, individuals of trans experience simply want to live and exist and be authentically them. Hence, when I walk into a store or I walk into a building or when I introduce myself, I introduce myself as B-Ron. I won't provide my full name here, but I'll, I'll introduce myself by my name. I won't necessarily tell people that I'm trans simply because it's none of their business. I am who I am, and what you see in front of you is a man. And that's how I, how I identify as. Hence, so that's how a lot of people in the trans community identify as, simply as a man or a woman. Now, we've all had different experiences on how we got to become men and women, um, hence the trans experience. However, I feel like, particularly with trans women, a lot of cishet men feel as if their masculinity or their sense of being is threatened because now you're in the presence of someone who has gone through the process of changing their gender. As a society, we associate ourselves with gender norms, either is man, woman, boy, girl. You'll see a lot of people, a lot of parents in households, the boys get trucks, the girls get dolls, but you don't ever see them being really accepted the other way around where the girls are playing trucks, even though it's more prevalent for girls to play with trucks because they just roll on the floor. But if a boy picks up a doll and tries to play with the baby doll, <clears throat> then it's an issue. So we have within our own society these gender norms that we try to establish and associate with, and it's strictly by the book when that's not the case. You have people who fluctuate between both genders. You have people who don't necessarily compare to either gender. You have those that actually identify with a third gender. You have bi-gender. You have agender. You have non-conforming. You have non-binary. You have gender fluid. So there's always a gray spectrum when it comes to gender and gender identity. Now, how I identify doesn't necessarily mean that's how the next person identifies as. But it is no threat when you meet someone of trans experience. But when you're savagely beaten in the street 
or you're you're left dead in a ditch and it goes as far as your car being set on fire with you in it those are violent crimes attached to individuals of trans experience and this is how they die just by being themselves um and that's why we we take our protection um so seriously and it's unfortunate that you know um society is slowly starting to see it but each year more and more and more and more uh people of trans experience end up dying due to the hands of people who are anti-trans and it's and it's sad but i wanted to take the time to at least remember and honor those who have passed this year and the years before um who have died due to the hands of violence and with that being said i'll go ahead and conclude my first episode of LGB and the T. Next episode, I'm I'm hoping that it will be more clear and more structured um, in a way. Um, but of course, this is my first episode. I'm super excited about it. Um, and make sure that you follow me uh, on Spotify. Make sure that um, I'll be able to uh, start a Facebook page where the listening audience could send in questions or topics that they want to uh, talk about. I want next episode, I may end up talking about some of the trauma that people of the uh, LGBTQ plus community endure and how we can and what resources are available to help with uh, the trauma or resources to help with housing or jobs and things of that nature. But again, Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey, listeners, I have an ask of you. I'm humbled and grateful for the listener interest over the past few weeks and the scores of messages received letting me know that this podcast has improved your day or week has simply been inspiring. Special thanks to the community for engaging and interacting with the show in many instances daily. I want to keep the podcast focused on content that informs, entertains, and is mindful of your time. One way to accomplish this is direct listener support. Your support will help the show grow and lead it into the 21st century. I've set up a link where you can quickly and easily support the show, and the whole thing will take no more than 30 seconds. It's anchor.fm backslash LGB and the T backslash support. That's anchor.fm backslash LGB and the T backslash support. We're asking for $5 a month, but you can contribute as much or as little as you like. If LGB and the T is a part of your day or week and you will love and you absolutely love what we're doing, please visit anchor.fm backslash LGB and the T backslash support and support us any way you can. Thank you.